It's Augusta's Rock Station, 95 Rock. Will McCraney here. Nickelback is next. Welcome to Drop the Disc. This week, a continuation of our local music highlight series, Augusta Rocks. This week's guest, Will McCraney, is the frontman for a local band called Bodega Cat. Now, originally, we had planned to bring on Bodega Cat, but because of some last-minute schedule changes, we ended up with just Will here. Do not fret. The story in this episode, the music at the end of this episode, is all incredible. Not only is Will the frontman for Bodega Cat, but he also owns Will's Dills, a local pickle company that he's just starting, and he's doing marketing for Vinia Capital, which is a company that's developing downtown Augusta. In an episode that surely will amount to a sequel, Will tells us about growing up in Augusta and then moving to New York and hustling as a musician. Uh, every night of the week trying to see music, trying to network, I was playing every open mic under the sun uh, that would have me, taking every gig that would have me. So, I mean, a lot of times, you know, I'd be in the office at nine in the morning, but going to bed at four in the morning. We also talk about Will's Dills and how a passion for the perfect pickle and the perfect Bloody Mary led to Will eventually starting a company with his own pickle recipes. So I get on the internet, you know, type away, and next thing I know, I come up with a recipe for a uh, habanero garlic dill and then just a regular garlic dill. A week later, we had pickles and they didn't suck. And how a funny sounding cat, a bodega cat, went from being a fun passion project to one of Augusta's most popular jam bands. I mean, our initial uh, goal was let's get weird until we don't get asked back and no one would just not ask us back. So here we are. If you're listening, thank you for tuning in. This is the latest episode of Augusta Rocks. This is Will McCraney. I'll be 100 and hopefully playing for a nursing home somewhere. Thank you for tuning in today. It's a pleasure to come to you guys from Augusta Podcast Studio, just downtown Augusta off 7th Street. We love the opportunity to be here, and we wouldn't have that opportunity without our presenting sponsor, Nancy Powell. Nancy Powell has been a supporter of the show for over a full year. She is not only our personally trusted real estate agent, she's our real estate broker, and she's our go-to if we need any sort of references in the real estate area. If you're buying or if you're selling, or if you just have some questions, she's a wonderful person to talk to. She is the head broker of her own agency in Augusta, Georgia called Powell & Associates, and she has earned Augusta's trust as Cyber City's number one rated real estate broker and one of the best real estate brokerage agencies in the city as well. If you have real estate questions, contact her on Instagram at Downtown Augusta Broker. Look her up. She's all about the city of Augusta, and we are all about Nancy Powell, Powell & Associates. Hey, guys. This is Chris. Hey, guys. This is David. And uh, we are Drop the Disc Podcast, and we are here today with... Will McCraney. Uh, But before we get into your story, David, I had to tell you something. I meant to tell you this, that I was going to do this. You and I both went to Charleston this past weekend. It's accurate. And I was walking down Market Street. Oh, this is... This is... And I know where this is going. My wife and I were walking down Market Street, and we passed this couple. And maybe about ten steps afterwards, featured this, Savannah River Brewery. This, this person said, "Drop the deuce, Charleston, South Carolina." So we talked about him. I wanted to give him a little shout out, Butch Fagan. Thank you so much for shouting out Drop the Disc. But we can move on. Cause shout out to Bush. All right. So Will, we're here with you today, and we're super excited. Thank right. you so much for having me. And so originally, I want to start here. Originally, this episode was going to be kind of an Augusta Rocks Bodega Cat profile. 
that couldn't happen. We're really lucky to have you here. And you actually are a talented musician in yourself. I mean, I'd like to think so. <laughs> if not, what business do I have uh, fronting that band? <laughs> and uh, exactly. And so we're gonna we're gonna kind of profile you specifically. We're gonna we're gonna end on your music just like we would any Augusta Rocks episode. I'm really excited to be here for it. Hell yeah! So before we kind of introduce this episode, can you kind of introduce the audience to yourself? What's your little elevator pitch? What are you doing in Augusta? Well, uh, born and raised in Augusta, took a detour to New York, uh, moved back here. I've been a musician all the way along, um, really got into business development and marketing and more of my daytime life, and then uh, stumbled upon pickles somewhere along the way, and here we are. So. <laughs> I love pickles, man. Yeah. There's so many stories to cover in this podcast. I really hope we cover all of them. We will. We're going to have to have you on again at some point. It might just warrant a part two. We right. will. <laughs> Get oh. out of here. <laughs> and painful it's puns It's been a long in. work day. Apparently. So... <laughs> So, Will, let's start with this. You're from Augusta originally. Talk to us about the come up. Okay. Well, I'm born and raised here. I uh, went through uh, Tut Middle and started at Westside. And then I really, Westside, I really okay. hit my groove. Uh, I transferred to Davidson my sophomore year. Okay. And I was a musician prior to that. I started uh, playing percussion when I was 11 and then started playing guitar when I was 12. But okay. when I got to Davidson, it was really got to open up, be around others that were doing this and really cared just... I mean, it was their world. So yeah, we just had Porkchop on three weeks ago. Oh, he talked about mate. going to Davidson oh, and yeah. how like impactful that was. It's a game changer for someone that really cares about the arts and wants right. to do that. Um, it's just even the community of it is. It, it's something. I mean, you 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 couldn't bottle that and sell it if you wanted to. There's just something about being there that right. It, it's just something particularly special. Those folks tend to find their way. I mean, all across the the globe, really. I mean, people from my class. I've ended up all across Europe, all across the U.S., and I mean, a ton of industries, not just arts. So, but, wh while you were at Davidson, mm -hmm. were you in a were you in a band with your classmates? Uh, I had a band called Compromising Reality. Uh, if you could tell, love that. that. Yeah, I was uh, awesome. very esoteric <laughs> as a sixteen year old. So, what year? What year was this? I need some context on this. Okay, name. so I, so I um, this would have been about. 2001 maybe oh, perfect timing okay uh, oh yeah yeah so okay. i mean all the all the incubus all the 311 <laughs> yes. was out there and we were yep. just like let me be headier than you though i didn't really know all the jam band lingo at that point <laughs> that's great so yeah so you, you told us you, you have a history with music when you're in high school you're going to davidson you kind of at least have an idea that you're going to be doing some kind of musical thing with your life it, it, is that right by then or or did you have a different idea yeah i mean though i, I really thought it was it was set off to be at a very different path i thought i was going to be a drummer and okay. then I got into writing songs. Were, were you a drummer for your first band? Uh, no, no. So that was the thing is, I, I mean, I just, I had this in my head and okay. the, the painful fact was I wasn't that good at drums. <laughs> um, I used to play drums and eventually I came to that, that yeah, head as yeah. well. It's, uh, it's, it's a painful realization, but I also, I got into songwriting cause you know, I got my heart broken once and then therefore you're suddenly a poet. Right. At what, 16? Yeah. I mean, Perfect. it was, oh yeah. That's when the best poems right. are made. Oh, and they're, they're just so just... I think Shakespeare was 16 when he did most of his best stuff. Probably. I mean, definitely, you know, that, that paper bag floating through the sky kind of thing. <laughs> right. um, um, but so when I wanted to write songs, I figured I was like, well, I mean, I eventually have to get in front of a microphone. Right. Um, sad fact was I really couldn't sing at that point. And I, I've worked on that a, a great deal over the years. Um, but I just started going after it and uh, it was very, you know, therapeutic and I enjoyed it. And I think at least the folks that would come see me play, they could tell that I was having a hell of a lot of fun 
Right. You know, so I, I like good. to think the enthusiasm outweighed the uh, the lack of talent at that point in time. <laughs> Absolutely. So did you carry that enthusiasm to college? Were you were you playing music in college? Yeah, yeah, definitely continued that. Um, still was on the sad bastard train in terms of what I was writing. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> who, who hurt you? <laughs> oh, there's a long list. <laughs> oh, OK. We don't have to go into long it. and long and storied list. OK. But, uh, all is well these days. So. OK, so. <laughs> So Davidson to college. Where'd you go to college? Uh, again, I've got another transfer story. I did. Uh, it was Augusta State University at that point. Great. I did that for three years. Uh, transferred to Georgia College in Milledgeville and did my last two there. So you can do the math. I'm not a doctor, but it did take me five years. Hey, it took me five. I was on the five-year plan, too. There's I, nothing wrong with that. I was just having so much fun with it. Right. You me know? too. You just had to, had right. to see Especially it through. Especially at GCSU. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the time. I mean, the, the, the broken sidewalks in downtown Millie are treacherous at best. And <laughs> I, I've definitely almost broken a foot slash neck on that. So, <laughs> we won't so, ask you how. Oh, you can, you can connect the dots. <laughs> so, so we'll put this in quotes. But what were you studying? Uh, marketing. So, marketing, okay. Yeah, I had no idea really what that meant um, right. until I got kind of out in the world. But I figured uh, I loved promoting music and I... I you know, for selfish reasons, because I, I was a musician. And I, I figured it was just general enough where, you know, just see kind of where the wind was going to take me. So I, my next question is usually, what did you want to do? But it seems like it seems like we've kind of answered that we, we didn't quite know. Um, but what were you doing? Let's ask that. So when I finished school, I, I figured I was going to give myself a year. So I ended up uh, I was uh, on air as a DJ on 95 Rock. Uh, for that's awesome. About a year, they gave me Friday and Saturday nights and Sunday afternoons, and uh, I had the most fun being like, "It's Augusta's rock station, ninety-five rock." Will McCraney here, and Nickelback is next. You know, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. Nickelback. What oh, was your favorite Nickelback? That's a great song? year. I don't me. have one. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we won't tag. But I was, back in I was this. very grateful to be a part of that for them to give me that experience, and it actually it translated when I got into sales because anytime I would leave a voicemail, I could do that little, that you know, thing. 15 second, right. just here's who I am. Here's what I want out of you. Please call me back at this number. And with right. you know, a velvet and, voice. Yeah. And I could just, I could replicate it just over and over. So I was a machine at getting callbacks. Um, and so it actually, it serviced me very well. Uh, once I moved to New York and started doing sales and, uh, so you took a gap year. Yeah. What, what year did you graduate? Uh, 2007. Okay. So you graduate in 2007. Great year to graduate. Yeah. You, you take a gap year. Mm -hmm. You're working as a radio DJ. Mm -hmm. Making any money? Hell no. Great. Okay. <laughs> Moved to New York and everything changed. You made it big. No, no, not exactly. Uh, so this is something because I just went back to school and like, un, like undid all of my like early sales career and trying to unpack that. I realized that I tried to start sales in new technology marketing at the top of the recession, which was a fool's errand. Um, but I mean, I, I got to learn a lot, worked in a lot of startups. What uh, were you selling? What were you doing? Uh, it was everything from local vendor advertising for a wedding planning service to I worked for a YouTube channel called uh, Rocket Boom. They had a thing called Know Your Meme that they sold to the Cheeseburger Cats. Uh, wow. And, oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had that and then uh, did social media marketing for a while. And then I finally, I, I got a little bit... Uh, of a break in terms of music. I got a, a little deal. It was just uh, TV licensing sync. Uh, so were you doing those jobs so that you could be doing music and looking for that break? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I, okay. I was still, I mean, I was, I was going in to context. No, I was going to bars uh, every night of the week, trying to see music, trying to network. I gotcha. was playing every open mic under the sun uh, that would have me taking every gig that would have me. So, I mean, a lot of times, you know, I'd be in the office at nine in the morning, but going to bed at four in the morning. 
So I mean, I right. was I was sleeping a little in there. But uh, you know, that's when you're not supposed to sleep. No, right? no, you and uh, it was it was totally on that. Just I'm going to grind this out. I'm going to make this work. And uh, I mean, my my first real break there was uh, Kevin Kenny from Driving and Crying, who are coming later this week. Okay. He was playing a little spot called the National Underground, and he would let me play his smoke breaks because he had wow. an every Monday night residency. <laughs> so I think he figured out that he could take about a 15 minute break versus a 10 minute break if if he got this kid that he knew from Augusta. And the main reason was because we both knew Coco. Yeah, and Coco so, Rubio. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Very shout cool. out. Yeah, yeah, so that was that was kind of the connection there. But I mean, he literally gave me that, and it was Gavin DeGraw's bar, and then you know so on and so forth. They would just put me on to other venues around and. Um, you know, more, you know, songwriter focused rooms like the living room and the bitter end and stuff like that. And again, it was just, I I felt very humbled to be amongst those groups. Cause I mean, these are, these are folks, I mean, the, the the guys that would just play in the band. Gavin DeGraw, mid two thousands. Um, so he was on an interesting thing. It was kind of the second record didn't do that well. So he was hanging out in the bar that he and his brother started as sort of their backup plan. Yeah. Right. And then suddenly his third record takes off and we don't see him for six months. <laughs> so so in all of this, I mean, you you've already mentioned you weren't really making that much money. Is this Ow. when you really started enjoying pickles? Uh, yeah. So actually, so so that whole that whole pick, what a great transition. That was Chris. a very smooth transition. We're gonna win an Emmy for that. I think I think it, at least a local one. Um, so I'm gonna say, uh, me and some friends, we uh, we were planning this uh, Bloody Mary party. Okay. In and, New York. In New York. Okay. And um, again, no one had any money. Um, we were inspired at the moment in time, to say the least. Uh, and Check. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're we're sitting there and we're like, oh my god, we're gonna make the best Bloody Marys ever. We had plans of skewers with hard salami and baby oh, Swiss absolutely. cheese. Absolutely. And I was oh, like, well, we gotta really have all good. the pickles, but I was too trifling to go to the store and buy them. <laughs> so we will spend this money so, on salami. So next thing, next thing, I'm, I'm. Well, I mean, how are you going to make a salami in a 400 square foot apartment? Yeah, all right. It's, all it's right. not going to happen. Pickles, on the other hand, that's all right. right. So, so I get on the internet, <laughs> you know, type away, and next thing I know, I come up with a recipe for a uh, habanero garlic dill, and then just Ooh. a regular garlic dill, because um, you have to have two kinds of pickles if you're going to make a proper Bloody Mary. I mean, let's let's be honest. Let's right be now. honest. Yeah. Right. So. A week later, we had pickles and they didn't suck. Mm. And so, <laughs> and that, what year was this? So that was 2012. So 2012. I mean, so and then this became my little like party trick that I had in my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and and fast forward ten years later, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Right. But I have a pickle company for some unknown reason. So <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. I can't wait till we get there. I just yeah. had to know. Like yeah. this had to be when you started getting onto pickles. Yeah, and it, it was literally just a party trick that I would bring to friends, like Thanksgivings and stuff. What like. was your opening line for this pickle? <laughs> oh God, um, I don't think I can say that on. Don't here. say it. No, no. There were. We'll just let them connect the dots. There were a lot of really questionable jokes. <laughs> so we're in New York. <laughs> yes, we're in New York. Thank you, David. You're discovering a love for pickles. As well as you're starting to play play some gigs, mm-hmm. right? So, like, how does how did things progress? Um, so, I, I was really chasing original music for a long time, and I, I never right. I never gave up on it. I meant to ask that at the bar, were you doing covers or were you doing your original so music? The early stuff was really was a lot of originals and more of these. Okay. So, up there versus down. so you've mostly been doing your whole life original music. Correct. I did covers cool. as, as as a means to get into gigs because right. you know starting off down here in Augusta it was 
Joe's Underground, uh, the Cotton Patch, which is now yes, I did um, my prom dinner you know, at the Cotton Patch. Oh, nice, nice. I don't <laughs> think I played that one, but it wasn't that nice. Well, it, depending on who owned it at what time, I'll <laughs> leave it at that. Um, but all those, I mean, again, Coco would give me give me a stage, but right. a lot of those gigs would be three and four hours, and I mean, there's yeah, it, that's a lot. I could do that probably if I really dug deep on originals now, but. That would be a stretch, and also I think it would still be a stretch to ask someone to listen to a local guy for three hours and not play anything they know. That's a lot of music. Yeah. We'll be back to talk about how Will ended up back in Augusta, Georgia. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is Drop the Disc Podcast, recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. A couple months ago, David and I had an incredible experience. We got to interview Eric Parker and Grace Belangia. They're the two people that are really behind the clubhouse downtown The clubhouse is not some place for children to go play. It is actually a place for adults to start businesses. If you need a place, a workspace, or if you need to learn how to communicate, how to network, who to network with, check out the clubhouse. They're right downtown in an incredible space, right in the new Cyber Center building. Guys, listen, if if I had known about the clubhouse before David and I started Augusta Podcasts, I think we'd be a little bit more ahead than where we are now. Don't do that. Start with them now. Get to know them. Get to know the community. And that is a great place to start, to have a start up. And now, Eric Parker and Grace Belangia have teamed up with Augusta Podcast, and we are producing Make Startups Podcast. Check them out. Make Startups Podcast, produced by Augusta Podcast Studios, and if you got nothing else to do, check out the podcast that we did when we interviewed them on Drop the Disc, the clubhouse. Okay, so so I, I apologize. We kind of went on a detour, but we're in we're in New York, and we're you're playing York. some original music. Yeah, you came back to Augusta. Sure. Um, did were, you miss Augusta? Were things working out? Like, yeah. So I had actually so I stumbled on this uh, Irish pub circuit because my last name worked on the sandwich boards. Nice. Um, and it was basically I helped this guy out by fixing one of his guitars. Um, that it was a, it was a lad that was straight off the boat from from Ireland, and so I found out the Irish pub circuit up there is rigged, like in the sense of you don't make any money if you play original music, you don't make any money if you do anything else. But a single guy playing an Irish pub can make somewhere two hundred to three hundred dollars okay. for a three hour gig. They'll uh, all the booze you can drink, uh, all the food you can eat. They'll usually even send you home with a doggy bag, and it was rigged. And the thing was this was such a tight-knit circle of guys. It was almost like getting in the mafia, like to get in this circle. Mr. And, McCraney. Well, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was like, hello, lad. And um, <laughs> anyways, I would play, I played 25 gigs a month without trying. Wow. So, and so I'd go to pay my rent at the end of the month and it was just all in cash. And um, they knew I wasn't good looking enough to be a stripper. So, you know, they, they figured out that I wasn't a drug dealer either because I just was not, you know, that kind of guy. But <laughs> anyways, I, it, was, it was just a funny turn of affairs <laughs> okay but it sounds like you were doing really well so i'm yeah I'm, I'm struggling to connect you know a lot of people i think in entertainment or maybe more people outside of entertainment would say like why would he come back to augusta i mean long story short uh my divorce went through a week before my grandmother died so so you you were married in new york yeah yeah so i had a I had a sincere um, moment of needing to hit the reset button. So I, I came back. Okay. And um, I mean, that said, I, I loved Augusta. I, I would always pivot my tours around coming through Augusta and spending a few days. And I would always pivot out of that. So I mean, I always loved it. And I really had it in my head that I wanted to come back for a number of years. It was just, uh, 
I didn't really have that just catalyst moment. And right. that, that was kind of, I was down here uh, and I just knew I needed to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's been an interesting couple of years, but I mean, it's it's been incredible to see how much this town has grown. So when when did you come back to Augusta? So that was October of 2015. And how long it's had you been... It's a good time to come back. Yeah, that, yeah, it was actually it really a really is. good time yeah. to come back. Yeah. That's not sarcastic. No, not That's not like graduating in 2007. Right. Um, but uh, so how long were you touring before that? <laughs> um, I was probably touring pretty, or, or playing music at least as my full-time thing for, it was about three and a half years. Like nationally that. as Will McCraney? Um, n- nationally, I mean, I... I'm humble enough to give it a stretch. I would go out to Chicago. I would I would okay. go up and down the East Coast. Um, I would do some random fly dates and things. But I mean, I wasn't trekking to California and back. I mean, okay. I don't I don't have any delusions of of, of grandeur <laughs> in that sense. Um, <laughs> despite that being a natural inclination for a musician to to have that. Um, but no, I, I I was I feel like I was doing pretty well for myself, and uh, it was just it just hit a point where, like I said, I just wanted to hit the reset button. I also mm-hmm. uh, I was rounding into my 30s and. I just started seeing some of those things of like, yeah, I make good money. I can go out. I can do some things, but I'm never going to own a home in New York doing this kind of thing. I'm never going to really be able to go on the kind of, you know, vacations or things that, you know, I just feel like adults want to do. Right. You'd always be hustling like you're 25. Right. And I I mean, I'm back on that hustle like I'm 25 train again at the moment, but I feel (laughs) like it's, it's got the potential at least to build into something where I You're building something. Correct. And I feel like I'm building something versus just treading water. So I I have to ask, you know, you you went to you you grew up in Augusta, you went to Milledgeville for college. You then went to New York, lived there. Yeah. I'm sure you've met people that have lived other places, heard awesome stories. You probably visited other places. Mm -hmm. Why was Augusta your spot to reset? I'm just curious. Um my my family and my best friends are 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 down here. Um you know, it's, uh, so I, I just, and I don't have a very big family. Um, so it, it was just, it was something I wanted to be back down here. Um, I didn't know, I mean, if it was going to be a year or two stopover and then find something else. And, right. um, I just, I realized pretty quickly, I mean, I, I had to get myself on track because it was going to be pretty easy to just kind of flounder my way into something. But I also, again, realized I could try and really go for doing something, that at least would be special to me, if not to okay. anyone else. And uh, it just, um, it's been an interesting couple of years. Uh, right. So let's transition there. Okay. The last couple of years. Sure. Um, so you have a lot of things to talk about. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, Should I get the pickles now? Yeah. All right. So you came back to Augusta. What was the first thing you did when you came back? Uh, the first thing I did... Uh, I got a call from my buddy Joe Stevenson, and shout out to Joe Stevenson. Joe Stevenson. We love Joe Stevenson. Um, I I've always joked that he's my music dad in town. So, did you know him from '95 Rock when you were an intern back no. in the day, um, or a DJ? I no, apologize. I was never actually an intern there. Um, right. No, I knew Joe from me trying to get on Twelve Bands of Christmas when I was about eighteen. Oh, that's awesome! And, okay, and um, it didn't happen. Oh, that's um, awesome. But it's no, no, it's 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 cool. <laughs> um, Joe has always been somebody that really shot me straight on you know where I was at, what I was doing, what he liked about what I was doing, and what he thought I could do better. And um, when I was younger, I definitely didn't always take that in the right way. But as I've gotten older, I knew it's because he actually really gave a shit about me. Right. So. Um, and, and I just, I'm very thankful for that. Um, but, uh, anyways, he, uh, he had this tour called the college town throwdown, which was basically taking border bash on the road for, uh, 
a bunch of Saturdays. I grew up in the wrong time in Augusta. I need to be five years older. This stuff sounds so much fun. Yeah, and but we were doing this, and we would go to um, what was it, Fayetteville, Arkansas, one week, and we'd be down um, at Florida State the next week um, at uh, out in Mississippi on a farm, and it was just it was wild. So we'd go throw these little one day country festivals, and we had um, we had some big names that I don't even remember. I don't even remember those, but I remember the guys from like Brothers Osborne were just cool because they were they were on the come up and they were kind of our usually our number three slot uh, on the lineup. But they really anchored that whole thing and they were just nice guys. They were like, "Hey, I can tell you're stressed as hell. Would you like to come? You know, just consider our bus doors open if you need a spot to hide out for a minute." That's, That's pretty awesome. cool. And yeah. you know, were you playing at these? No, no, no. no. I was just... literally I was just helping set up because okay. he he knew that um, I was a pretty reasonable guy and I've I've always liked to work so. And I think he could tell I needed something to focus on for my my first little bit. So basically, I was home for about two weeks, and then every week after that for the next six or seven weeks, we'd be out on the road, yeah, um, doing that. And uh, then we we came back and we um, helped out with the Friends with Benefits guys doing the Kid Rock show that was here. Very cool. And yep. so I mean that was a blast. And just getting to take my mom to a Kid Rock show, and I can't tell you the number <laughs> of expletives I screamed right in her ear, and because I know every lyric to that first big yes. you know, Kid Rock album. Um, one of these days, I'm actually going to cover that note for note, like. <laughs> I mean, cover to cover. That's that's one of my Masters Week goals at some point. That's awesome. It's going to take about 13 musicians to do it, and most of them will hate me because it's going to just be obnoxious. But anyways, so so we did all this stuff, and it was a good reset. And then um, that got me through that fall. And then the um, I remember my uh, my mom got me a, a new computer uh, for Christmas that year, and I, I literally sat down. The first thing I did was open it up, open up my email. And I sent an application in to the uh, ad department uh, at the Augusta Chronicle. And that was literally the first thing I did when I booted up the computer, like Christmas morning. This is not what you think you would be doing. <laughs> and then a week later, I get a call back, and then I start. They're like, yeah, uh, this guy will work know. on Christmas. Yeah. So then I started in February, <laughs> I guess, 2016. Wow. And just kind of kept hustling. Um, I moved up to the corporate team at Morris, and then we sold all the papers. I don't say we. I mean, I was just the kind company. of along for the ride for that. We had Derek May on, and, and he kind of talked Love about Derek. that process. Love Derek. Incredible person. Um, and he can't was, beat him in ping pong. No, you can, You no. absolutely cannot. No. Um, but he he was one of those guys that um, he he also he took some time with me and just kind of you know gave me some advice. And yeah. I mean, he's still somebody I, I love going to for advice. But uh, so I ended up going over to work for uh, Augusta University for the College of Nursing, and they encouraged me. Uh, to go back to school, so I just finished the MBA program there. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. That was a uh, that was a trip, um, as was uh, uh, working over there. But I was really thankful again just for the opportunity. And um, you know, I uh, I kind of uh, my dad passed uh, back in uh, July, and I, I had one of those like freak out moments where I was like, I can really wallow in this, or I can use this as a you know get your life together kind of thing. And so I was sitting on a Really, I was sitting on a restaurant idea, um, and then COVID happened uh, as I was kind of finishing up uh, the MBA program. Um, but I sort of, I still had that little culinary bug in the back of my head. And so uh, Boondock Farms out in Jackson, 
they invited me to bring some of the pickles out because we just got off onto a joke of like, oh, you make pickles. And I was like, well, actually, yes, I do. And uh, so we brought them out. Don't test me. No, no. Because I'm <laughs> close to the edge. Have you done boozy pickles? Um, so Second City was kind enough to give me a bottle of moonshine. And I'm still working on it in my head. I haven't cracked it Ooh, yet because I know that'll so go cool. away really quickly. I love that. Um, but I want to do, um, I'm going to call them drunkles. Oh, drunkles. Um, okay. You know, they would have to sell them because I'm not getting into the whole right. liquor license yeah. mess. But I think it would be fun as a yeah. gag for them. That would be fun. Um, and, you know, if they're into it, or we just bring them down there and just say, like, we made some moonshine pickles. And Sorry, this that, is was, that was a little tangent for me, but I had to ask. I'm sure there was at least 30% of our listeners <laughs> wondering that question. Sure. Moving on. What about the boozy pickles? Boondock. So, so Boondock, so we, we did that. We sold uh, about three dozen in about two and a half hours out there. And then, So what is that? Boondock Farms is um, so it's it's effectively it's a small farmers market kind okay. of style thing. Okay. But a, a lot of vendors go out there. Um, it's one uh, Saturday a month, I believe. It's usually the second Saturday. I've been the last. So you had two. a stall. This is very recent. This yeah, is yeah. Like no, last this was um, this was September. Yeah. And you're just not you, last. You month. are currently going out and selling pickles at Boondock Farms. Well, I went out there for that just literally as a test. Okay. And okay. Um, so we did that, and then I. Just I was like, well, wow, that went really quick. So, uh, so then I, you know, put my little marketer hat on and started the Instagram and all that stuff. And I, uh, I set out for a presale for the following week. We sold a hundred the next week, and then next thing I know, I was making you know twenty to fifty every couple of days out of my apartment, and it reeked of vinegar and <laughs> I love it garlic and just. Mm. I just, love it, man. I, I want to just go to your apartment and smell it. Well, it, it, it reminded me of when I when I first <laughs> I moved to New York. Pickle. But I was I was living over an Indian restaurant when I first moved to New York, so it was that same kind of vibe, just on a completely different tip. Um, and uh, and then lucky enough, I mean, just kind of one thing seems to keep happening after another, where um, the the guys that um, the usheries over at Batman's have been helping us out and giving that. giving yeah. us some kitchen space and. Um, and that's also given us because I really do want to do this above board and and be a very legit thing. So they're you know through that we can um, offer them out of Southern Salad because it's out of one yeah. of their kitchens and in, um, through another. So and I'll I'm I'm really I mean we're going to go down the whole. I mean there's a lot of paperwork and stuff to be able to try sure. and eventually get them in other stores. But shout out to Haver. Yeah, have have I has mean, been a saint. We've had we had him on the show. He's helped us out with some other events yeah. uh, that we've held and done. And you know they've Fat Man's has been awesome for the community. Yeah, they're they're just incredible folks. Um, I used to sell uh, poinsettias to to Brad and uh, his wife when. Um, I was in church choir in high school, and we needed our fundraisers wow. each year. So um, I feel like he's been one of those guys. Like, if if you want to work and you've got an idea, he's just the first one to jump and be like, "Let's do it." Yeah, let's do you it. You know, and and I'm I'm so appreciative for that. I mean, I again, we don't I don't know where anything's going to go, but that's been a great just launch pad and kind of a. I mean, I really test kitchen is the great. I mean, is the best word I can think of for kind of what we're doing right now. That's awesome. Um, but it's uh, it's been nice to have a little bit of a home. And a my apartment doesn't smell quite like I think your uh, wet hoping. dreams want it to be. <laughs> I'm point. hoping. So very dil- <laughs> so, dilly. So let's let's use that. Um, let's go ahead and are, dilly are, dilly. Are we, are we doing picklebacks? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I think we Chris? should. Chris, well, we could, but I also want to try each one first because cool. then I will truly taste the pickle. What are these pickles? Why are we making a big deal out of this? Okay, so we've got a we've big got deal. Why are we making a big deal? We're, we're deal? making a big deal out of it. So yeah. one of the biggest reasons is we 
we really had this idea of what if you made pickles and presented them as a fresh food versus something that's canned. So this isn't something that's just sitting on your grandmother's shelf for three years and you might open them at some point and then they're just sad and soggy and you know, that translates I mean, to other smart, parts though, of your life. Because then people would so, also eat them quicker. Correct. And, and want to get some more. Yeah, yeah. So, we, so we've got that. So no heat actually is ever introduced to any of the, the cucumbers, the onions, or the peppers. Yeah. The only thing we'd ever heat up is the brine just to... Are they different flavors? Yeah, so the first they one... Are. The first one, and again, I, I told you, we did. I did two um, that fateful day in 2012. <laughs> those uh, are still with us Back today. in Sunnyside, Queens. Yeah, and that, those are the PG-13s, which is the perfect garlic. Okay. And that is just... The perfect sandwich pickle. I love like. Garlic. I mean, you want a turkey sandwich? That that's the one you reach for mm. all day, every day. Um, the devil dills are kind of the the big brother to that, and that introduces a little bit of like pickling spice, but it also adds a boatload of habanero. Yes, um, it's it's not so. About. It's it's really it's more of like a back end heat, so it's not okay. obnoxious if you like something spicy, but. I'm also not going to BS you and say that it's not hot. I'm putting that in a dirty girl uh, habanero. Yeah, uh, I mean that's 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 what you want to do with that. Bloody Mary after this, and honestly. I think that might have actually been uh, what Erica used when she did. The, I bet it was the martini. I shout bet it out was. Erica Langsam. Yeah, Absolutely. shout out Erica. She'll be dirty here girl. later. And then um, then we did the backwoods B and B, which I I've never liked bread and butter, so I never even wanted to call them that. But it's more of a sweet <laughs> heat thing, so it, okay. it kind of lowered the sugar a little bit, up the heat. That's got a red chili versus the. Oh, uh, Rachel. Okay. And for those of them, those people that are listening right now, how much is each one and where can they buy them? They yeah, are $10 a pint, and you can find those at the Southern Salad uh, Monday through Saturday when they're open. Heck that's yeah. Awesome. And um, thank you, Haver. Yeah, absolutely. And Brad. <laughs> thank so, you. Thank you, Will. And now, uh, let's, let's try these. Which one do we try first? Um, so I always go in order. I do the okay. PG 13, which is uh, on y'all's right. Will you pull these over. And that's probably what you want as the well. I had one called the Triple X for a minute, and ooh, but but start with the PG thirteen, yeah. then, right. then go to the Devil Dill, and then the Backwoods is kind of the the closer. The closer. And the thing is, like I said, I I used to hate bread and butters, but uh, that's quickly become one of my favorites. By the way, we've never tasted pickles on this show before. First thing, just hold first back. time for everything. Hold back, hold back. <laughs> you know why I like pickles? Because <laughs> they're freebies. Hell yeah. Well, these are not. <laughs> Hey, is there sugar in them? Uh, it's okay. Really not, doesn't really, listen. Really not much of anything for that. All right, so these are devil's dills. And you'll see the heat come up on the back end, but that, in the context of like a burger, is something yes. special. It just becomes At the lot. end. Oh, this is hot. Don't lie about this. Oh, this is this is good. Yeah, this is delicious. So that's that's the one that I had in my head when I was thinking Bloody Marys. That's a Bloody Mary or a chicken sandwich. Yep. You're dead on with that. You heard it here first. Probably not. You probably said it to other people. I've, I've said a lot of things to a lot of people. <laughs> Some of them are <laughs> accurate pieces of information. This is the... Uh, this is the backwoods. So this is, again, this is... I try to take everything I hated about a bread and butter pickle away from that concept. Does that just mean like a generic pickle? Yeah. I mean, those kind of sweet pickles you get on burgers, right. they were just kind of sad at your, you know... These are good. Yeah. How, how long do you have them soaking? So the we found the the PG thirteens and the Devil Dills are good to go after about two days. Um, the um, the backwoods will take about a week, and um, but really all of them hit their stride about, about a week. Okay, and and then I mean, um, again I want it to be more of a fresh thing, but they're all fresh, right? Yeah, but I, I mean, but they're also pickles. Correct. I mean, I don't think you're going to see one from us anytime soon. That's probably any older than two or three weeks. Okay. Do you have anything hotter than? And then, then the devil dills. Oh, so so some of the firefighters uh, down on Lower Broad Street get a thing called the Triple X. 
Yeah. Um, there were our. What do I need? Chris, to do? how do you open this? You, you, you. Shouldn't you be asking Will? <laughs> See the little tab oh, pulled up right there. Um, so, so the triple, the triple X or the porno pickles. Ooh, great! I make those for some friends. Um, Bethany Davis is also consistently asked for a very hot version of. The, I would love to get uh, a hot version of these. Me yeah, too. but the the backwoods, she she wants them. I mean, and then Ooh. I I made some uh, ghost pepper ones oh, once, that's probably but terrible um, for people. <laughs> we'll be back with a pivot from the pickles and back towards music. Y'all know that we love Savannah River Brewery beer. They love us. We have done a collaboration for creating beers, and I would like to say that, you know, uh, Chris's beer got the most votes. However, David's beer had some technical difficulties, and I think that played a large role in it. But, guys, we had a blast working with them. And you know who else had a blast working with them? Will McCraney, our guest this evening. He has teamed up with them with his Will's Dill's Pickle Juice and created a pickle beer, and it's very delicious. They did an excellent job working with him, and that's just how much they want to work with the community. And one of the biggest things that we've been learning through this podcast is Augusta likes to help Augusta out. And right here is a great example. If you want to be a part of this community, check out their brewery today or this weekend. Check out the beer that they've been brewing. Grab a beer from the store Savannah River Brewery Company. They've got an excellent Facebook social media presence. Check them out on social media, especially Facebook, for those updates on new drinks and small batches coming out. Um, I believe that Beacons is coming out very soon, formerly known as Beacons Are Lit. It is a milk stout. Seriously excited about that. Um, And yeah, Savannah River Brewery Company. Check them out. We're talking about drink sponsors at our studio. If you follow us on Instagram, you might have noticed a logo that's above our full bar, and it is All Equal Parts. If you don't know what All Equal Parts is, go to your Instagram app, search all.equal.parts. Incredible cocktails. He tells you, and this is Zach McCabe, he tells you how to make these incredible cocktails. But that's not all he does. Um... He does private parties. He does cocktail classes. He'll, he'll do tasting parties. Call him up. Reserve a day and a time. He'll give you an incredible quote. And he will teach you how to create cocktails. If you want to have a little small gathering at your house, a different elevated drinking time for all, check him out, All Equal Parts. DM him for more information. I want to transition from the pickles. I appreciate that we're on the pickles right now. The pickles are awesome. But the origin of this episode was music, right? Correct. So I want I want to talk about one other thing that you're doing, and then I want to talk a little bit about Bodega Cat, and then I want to catch up from you as an artist just from getting here in 2015. Sure. So the first thing I want to talk about is kind of a more recent project of yours as well. You started working with a new company. Yeah, um, this is actually my second week there. Uh, it's at uh, Vinita <laughs> wow. Capital. Um, which is, is actually right across the street from here uh, on uh, 7th, just attached to uh, the Miller Theater. Uh, okay. They've got that building there. So That's they, a newer company? Um, no, so it, it's, it's newer in the sense that it was an umbrella company to um, really manage a number of businesses. Gotcha. That, um, so uh, Alan Soto, who I f- believe y'all got lined up for, we do. for a bit from now. Uh, yep, in Al- December. Yeah. yeah, Alan's the man behind that. Um, and they, like I said, they brought me on as the marketing director. 
But they've got a number of things from uh, special needs care clinics and facilities. Yeah. They have Pineapple uh, Inc., right? Uh, Pineapple Inc. Okay. is probably more relevant to, to this audience, um, you know, in terms of being downtown. And, hearing about, yeah. Correct. But uh, they do a bunch of things. Yeah, I mean, it's real estate, uh, kind of the sky's the limit. So for where my brain is, because if no one can tell by this point, I like to do a lot of things, and I'm a little... Right. Um, and I'm actually, I'm much better just in terms of productivity when I've got a lot going on. So this just really suits my personality. Um, so I like being challenged. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I love being told you can't pull that off because I, I will. Um, and it's just, uh, so I, I think it's going to be a good place. They, um, they will. Yeah. God. No. And, and they're just, uh, they've been super encouraging just already about, okay, you've got this idea, just run with it. Okay. And so I, I feel like kind of the leash has been taken off in a sense. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm very optimistic, but I, I do love the challenge that it's, you know, sink or swim, it's on me to, to do that. And that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's daunting, but that's on the scary. other hand, it's, it's a uh, scary feeling. But it's also, it's really exciting. And yeah. it makes you, I mean, I, I wake up in the morning just, you know, just ready to go. Right. And so, um, like I said, I'm very, very new in it, so I don't have a whole lot of specifics to really get into with what uh, I'm working on, but i uh, just really excited about the project, and hopefully I'll be able to come back in a bit and that's hey, fine. Yeah. Tell you and, all and about congratulations. That. That Thank you so really much. Cool. So. I don't know how you're going to manage all this, so we're going to have to like check in on you to yeah. make sure that you're doing all right. <laughs> that, I, that I'm alive. <laughs> Something that's not so recent, though, Bodega Cat. Yeah, but yeah. Right. you we obviously wanted to have you all on, and yeah. we'll, we'll reach that at another sure. point. But tell us a little bit about that man and the, sure. um, the uh, vibe behind that. Um, well, so... I had always been trying to do this whole like songwriter thing, and I I, I can condense and write a pop song, but uh, let, let's be honest. Have I, you? Yeah, no, I've, I've oh, done. Oh, that's so I, cool. I've, I've done that, but I also okay. I can. I'm just a jam band kid. Like, I mean, you're more likely to catch me in an Umphreys McGee or a Fish show than mm. you know anything else. I mean, that said, I love thoughts you know, on Dave Matthews. Dave was my gateway drug. Dave listen. is awesome. <laughs> so, Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. yeah. So you know how many people are like. Dave Matthews. Yeah. Okay. We're moving. No. On. No. Moving um, on. We digress. <laughs> no. I was. Thank um, you. I, I'm. I'm a proud Dave fan. I was at the Piedmont Park show. I was mm. also at the recent the uh, MSG uh, show that was released that uh, James Brown came out at. Um, Love it. Uh, I, I was at both of those. So I mean, yeah, I'm a I'm a hardcore Dave fan from back in the day. Even if it's not always on my day to day playlist, you know, right now. Um, but yeah, so I, I always had this jam man thing in the back of my head, and I just kind of. I just kept hitting these walls where I was like, man, just stop. Stop pretending you're something else. Just do what you love. And people either go for it or, or they won't. And so... Were you trying to do other things? I mean, I was trying to play... I mean, I was jammed, but it was definitely a little more like um, John Mayer playing in the Black Keys kind of vibe or something like Ooh. that, with, which was my uh, my trio, the WM3. I uh, wish we had you for more than three songs because I want to hear all these genres you've done. Yeah, I mean, I can probably get get you around the world with that. Fairly quickly, even I'm if sure it's all we, on an acoustic. I'm sure we might get some of that when we have Bodega Cat. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So um, Rob Thompson, who was in Funk You uh, yeah. on bass, um, he started playing um, basically as a Will and Friends. That was a, kind of a version of the trio down here. So it was still that that sort of lineup. And then our drummer at the time, Zach Coleman, he left, and he's in uh, Okinawa now uh, in the Air Force. So. Um, Another little flashback to something we just talked about. Mark Janicek was, uh, who's our drummer. I met him on that College Town Throwdown tour. We were working that. Together. That's really cool. So I called Mark, and I was like, "Man, me and Rob have something pretty special. I think in the works with both of us singing, both of us playing. Um, 
do you want to see what it's like to play drums with us? And Mark had never played in a jam band before. And I could definitely see this fear in his eyes in the beginning of it. of like, what the hell are you guys doing? But, you know, he's, he's really come into his own with it. And Was it important to you to, like, I mean, you formed this band. Was it important to you to stay in music while you were here? Oh, absolutely. I'll never give up music. I mean, I, I'll, I'll be 100 and hopefully playing for a nursing home somewhere <laughs> if I make it that far. Um, but so, so that, that evolved again as a trio for a while because that was always my go-to format. And then we met uh, Brad Morgenstern, uh, who is actually um, a pediatric uh, urologist over at Chog, you know, side gigs. Of Everyone's got to have one. Right. But yeah. um, he's also a hell of a percussionist and dances around like a little Muppet on stage. <laughs> and Brad was just convinced that he was going to be in the band. And I didn't say no. And then he shows up and he's still with us. And he's, again, just fell right into it. And we're just all like, we're, we're buddies. We enjoy hanging out together. We enjoy playing music together and I think it's really evolved a lot over the first year. I mean, we really focused a lot on just playing covers, not worrying about writing things. Just when did the band like quote unquote launch, right? So we played the first gig under the Bodega Cat name. I think that was um, September of uh, last year. And then basically 2019. Our, yeah, basically our second official gig I think was when we did the late night for G11 Special Sauce. Uh, over at Southbound 2, right after they open. Why does everybody love your band? You guys are so new. I think it's just that we just we, we have fun. We also really have a sense of humor. I mean, we <laughs> love playing Flight of the Concords, and I mean, um, I mean, God, we've played Strokin and all kinds of and. But we're just you. Can, I think you can tell we're just having fun with it, mm -hmm. and we don't really plan anything. Um, I mean, I. I'd be, I'd be lying to you if I said that we wrote a set list, just like I have any idea of what I'm about to play for y'all. Um, <laughs> but uh, it just, for some reason, it just seems to work. Um, like I said, Rob's a monster on, on bass and it's singing. I think there's something fun about the harmonies. And um, like I said, Mark, Mark holds it down on drums and Brad had, brings so much energy to it. And I think you can just tell we're, we're just genuinely vibing and having fun with it. And um, that said, I mean, we're, we're not just there to party. I mean, we're there to work. And I think, you know, if you can, you know, balance that, that sort of thing, it, it just tends to come off well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really thankful. I was kind of shocked, too, because, I mean, our initial uh, goal was let's get weird until we don't get asked back. And <laughs> no one would just not ask us back. So here we what are. What a terrible problem, honestly. Yeah. I love y'all's shirts. Oh, thank you. Um, love them. Yeah. My girl, Lindsay, does that. She's over at... Uh, show pony and she uh she makes us look really good in terms of all the design and everything and that she I, does and i feel like that's been an important aspect of it too is just building a personality behind the band yeah so and it's just a fun word to say bodega where does that come from um did you see half baked when you were younger I and, and i actually yeah. saw when i was older but yeah well, fair enough. Um, yeah, me too. But anyways, the uh <laughs> so i got to know bodegas when i was living in new york but i mean that my first uh, foray into it was when Chappelle walks in, he's like, say it with me and, and does that. Um, but as I was living in New York, I would, you'd literally see these little cats that their job is to chase mice, uh, and just keep them out of the store get all the rodents out. But they just, they literally, they hang out and they're just, they're chilling. Yeah. Um, and they probably see more people on an average day than like the biggest party promoter ever would. But on, and so they're the most social creatures <laughs> under the sun. On the other hand, they will cut you 
<laughs> I mean, do not cross one of them. So I was, I, I just, I really liked that. I had that image in my head, and I was like, "That's what I want in a band." I loved it. I, want I a, love it. I want a I band that's like so much. that's like out for blood, but definitely down to hang. I can wait to have the whole band on. Yeah, that's, that's gonna be fun for real. Are we ready to tie the knot? Uh, yeah. So we're gonna let Chris take us out. Chris has a Chris is gonna take us out with a drop the disc question, and then we're gonna hear some beautiful tunes from you, good sir. Sounds good. When we come back, we'll drop the disc with Will McCraney, and of course, live performance in Augusta Podcast Studio. Before we get to that, though, I do want to take an opportunity to congratulate Stuart Rayburn on his one-year wedding anniversary. Not only is Stuart a former guest of the show, but he's also the owner of The Little Guide to Augusta. The Little Guide to Augusta is a small business that markets small businesses. They put testimonials on their Facebook, and they put businesses' stories in their little guide. If you're out in the city, make sure you pick one up. Whether you're planning a shopping trip, looking for a great restaurant, or just want to learn about some great local businesses, check out The Little Guide to Augusta on Facebook at thelittleguide.com and at a store near you. The Little Guide to Augusta, supporting local business. This week's Drop the Disc question is sponsored by Cheap Inflatable Rentals. It's getting cooler and you're going to want to be outside. If you want to have a party and you want to have a slip and slide that's blown up, if you want to have a bounce house, if you want to have a slide that's blown up, but you don't have the best budget for that, I'm here to tell you that Cheap Inflatable Rentals has you. They've got incredibly low rates, the cheapest in Augusta. If you're interested, you can call them at 706-339-1821 or simply visit their website, cheapinflatablerentals.com. And if you give them this promo code, drop the disc podcast, you will receive $25 off your order. Check them out. Now back to drop the disc question. So I know you listen to some episodes. Mm -hmm. You know, we ask every guest, what does drop the disc mean to you? And the way I say it is, if someone were to walk up to you, even in New York, and talk negatively about the city of Augusta, Georgia, what would your response be to them? Well, I'd have to take it back. So disgusto was a really common phrase when I was I was coming up in high school, and everyone thought this was just, oh, right. it's, a, it's a penance to live here. Yeah. Um, and over the years, someone will say something negative about Augusta, and I'm like, how long do you have? Because I will, <laughs> I will literally talk your ear off until tomorrow if you give me you know, that amount of time to tell you about pound for pound, musicians in this town are nothing, nothing to be trifled with. I mean, even on a national level, if you talk about the per capita ratio of just badasses around here, it's stacked. I say that with peace and love. A couple years ago, um, it's, it's fallen off in terms of original music a bit recently, but I think it'll come back around. Um, you know, we had a bunch of original bands that would just, I'd, I'd put up again against anyone, whether that was Edison Project, J.J. Maj, uh, you had bands like Cameras, Guns, and Radio. Uh, I mean, Vera came from out of here. I mean, Pat Blanchard, uh, back in the day, Snapdragon, if you want to keep going back. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. There's a lot of damn talent in this town. So that's just for starters. A, I also think the food's really great around here. I think, I mean, you can't beat the cost of living. It's easy to get around. I think it's a manageable city, but there's still plenty to do. And, uh, I mean, in a nutshell, I just, I love this place. And I have some probably irrational love for it. But I'm, I'm here, and I just want to do anything I can to help build this town up. Thank you for that real answer, so Will. I appreciate that. All right, so we are here before, usually at the end of an Augusta Rocks episode, we play some songs, and we're still going to do that because we yes. have an extremely talented musician. Yep. But what we did not, what we have not experienced before is a pickle man. 
And so as a test of as a test of these pickles, Chris and I have decided that we're going to do picklebacks. Yes. And now, it was Chris, actually, because it, yeah. of your passion, I'm going to toss it to you real quick to explain what a pickleback if is. If you do not know what a pickleback <laughs> is, it is when you take a shot of whiskey and chase it with pickle juice. This is content. Folks. It's very, very complicated. It's and, not. It's actually healthy. Think about all the electrolytes you're getting as you're true. chasing it with pickle juice. Anyways, follow along for more exercise tips. Doctor approved. I actually learned this from a pharmacist. So, <laughs> and and Will, what pickle juice are we shooting? We're gonna go with the PG thirteen, which is the same one Savannah River Brewing is using for their uh, upcoming Wit the Dill. Yes, beer. so I love it. Slight plug. We'll hear more about that in the SRBC ad that we've already run by this point. David, first grab the whiskey, and then you're going to grab the pickle juice. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Grab, grab the whiskey. Grab it. That'll work. So I don't usually shoot whiskey. Chris. Because I that love... That was so much whiskey. I love... Did you get? Shot. Did you get two gulps of whiskey? Oh, yeah. I needed a snorkel for that one. It was a shot. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to move on to music. <laughs> that was delicious. Well... Thank you for providing these picklebacks. That was the most delicious pickleback I've ever had before in my life. We can move on. So we've been teasing this long enough. Will, you're a very talented musician. I've said it, if not a hundred times, I'm going to try to say it a hundred times by the time we're done. I think you've got it in you to make it there. We've got you suckered into playing some music for us. What's the first song we, we're going to hear from you right now? So I think this one uh, is going to be called Wait to Dream. It's one that I wrote the first time I lived in my... Um, current apartment building i was right when i moved back and uh, i was living above sky city and dj nightmare was playing every wednesday dj nightmare and oh he's awesome but i mean when you have every wednesday where he's like literally making your pillow vibrate i wanted to say pickle right there but when he's making your pillow vibrate and you're just like you son of a so i thought i was gonna write this song and be all like man i'm gonna get him back with this and then it turned into a sappy love song and there we go so (laughs) love it yep i'm so excited If we were just a dream that was never worth having, why can't I still feel you here with me? No matter where you go, how far did you roam, I still hear your voice echoing so clearly. And the DJ downstairs plays his finest beats, but it's just your heart won't let me sleep. I guess I'll have to wait and dream We were so simple, now we're in limbo Steady needed time for yourself Did I just imagine, did love really happen? No, I'm just a fool on your shelf Late night phone calls, touch and a withdrawal The phone that never rings it never rings And the DJ downstairs plays his finest beats But it's just your heart won't let me see I guess I'll have to wait and dream
a word couldn't do And one couldn't know Well, all that I could do was just let you go And the DJ downstairs plays his finest beats But it's just your heart won't let me Oh, it's just your heart won't let me sleep Guess I left away into dream I guess I left away into dream That sounded incredible. Real quick, uh, who's when, your, what year did you write that? I'm that, sorry. And who's your inspiration for that song? Oh, well, we won't. What artist? DJ Nightmare. What, oh, artist. what artist? Um, Potentially uh, Matchbox 20? No, no. I was, um, I mean, it was really kind of something bouncy. The production on it um, has this kind of lo-fi drum loop, so it was probably more in like the, I don't know, Citizen Cope. There was also a lot of fun like mid to late 90s, early 2000s, like uh, Angie Perro had a few songs that had yeah. some loops and stuff like that. Loved that, it. Um, so always somewhere in there, Howie Day, something okay. like that. Howie so, Day, love yeah. it. So what's what's next for us? Uh, so the next one's going to be Ain't That Strange, which is one that uh, it was actually, it was the song that got me that little sync deal with the, um, it was Fieldhouse BMG. Um but I filmed the video for it. Uh, John Kruger actually filmed the video, so I thought that was a cool Shout tie. Shout out John Kruger. Cool tie-in with y'all. Um, we filmed it all across downtown Augusta. I, uh, I took one of the rocking chairs from Stillwater in the middle of Broad Street, and I actually almost got run over. Um, so if you look on YouTube, you can, you can see can me. Can you send us that link? I'd love to post oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was on tour. I had really long hair and hadn't seen the sun <laughs> in like... 14 months and this sounds like a lot of excuses yeah i'm ready to uh, send us this video it will these, be tweeted but there's also a lot of fun footage of the miller before they renovated oh that's Cause, really so because cool. we we had a friend that had a key to it so we went in there i think it was i think it was kosher that we were in there i think it was i can't confirm that like long enough ago kosher till yeah there we go Gosh. see all those all these pickle puns. <laughs> i'm, almost not, I'm at, not even a dad we're okay. almost at double digits right now i love it <laughs> So anyways, this one's ain't that strange. Thank you, sir. The art school girl you never could chase by now She don't recognize her own face after laughing life Parties disguised in a costume She never retired And she never thought she'd see you Again, well ain't that strange But ain't that the way Yeah, ain't that strange but ain't that the way? We're in the dark with hands held high. 
praising God to be alive. Well, oh, what a fine house. Find yourself by hiding inside her She never thought she'd see you Oh, she never thought she'd see you Again, well, ain't that strange But ain't that the way Well, ain't that strange But ain't that the way And you kill yourself to be where she stands You shudder, you wipe the blood from across your hands Cause to be next to her, oh to be next to her You don't give a damn never thought she'd see you Oh, she never thought she'd see you Oh, she never thought she'd see you Again Well, ain't that strange But ain't that the way Well, ain't that strange but ain't that the way Yeah, ain't that strange But ain't that the way Yeah, ain't that strange But ain't that the way I like your style, man. Thanks. And and that, yes, you can call me out on the day of reference for the uh, the, the guitar on that. So <laughs> I was I was I, about I, to say that. So let let me do this. I want to ask you for one more song. Okay. We have a couple people in our waiting room right now in our lounge. I want to bring them in if that's okay. Hell yeah, bring. Is them. that cool? All right, I'll I'll give you thirty seconds to think of the the, cool. the song. Scott, I've got to see who's coming in first. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. So that the listeners know, we now have the largest audience we've ever had for a Augusta Rocks. And so, Will, no pressure on you. I know you're used to performing, If though. you want some pickles, guys, my fingers have come been in Come pickle up. Please come. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually, I'm going to let Erica pick which cover I'm doing. Oh. So, oh, um, so, Langsome. so are, are we doing Susto or are we doing Scissor Sisters? Oh, my God. All right, done. done he really done, wanted son. to do that anyways. He wanted to as well. Right. I knew you for a long time. Was a long, long time ago. We lived in the apartment downstairs I was upstairs too And I don't wanna go back there 
I'm short and needing to you know it's true You get on and you get off Friends or lovers or ex-lovers or whatever I hope you know I'll always care Friends or lovers or ex-lovers or whatever Just call my name and I'll be there Thinking was December I really don't remember It came to a head in February I told you I'd wanna go back there I'd rather not I just forgot Like I always do Friends or lovers, or ex-lovers, or whatever I hope you know I'll always care For friends, or lovers, or ex-lovers, or whatever Just call my name and I'll be there Just call my name and I'll be there Well, thank you so much for coming on. Will, yep. Will McCraney, Vinio Capital, Bodega Cat. I love Will's Dills. I love Will's Dills. Is that the whole thing? I love Will's Dills. Or just, just Will's Dills. It's just Will's Dills. Or Size Matters. That's hey, not the name of that company. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Will, thank you so much for being here. You're incredible. Thank, thank you, you so much, Cheers, man. y'all. Cheers. Make sure you stick around for a round Augusta coming up after this. Thank you guys for tuning in to this latest edition of Augusta Rocks. Thank you to Will McCraney for coming on the show and for performing such incredible music. Make sure you look his music up and try to support Bodega Cat if you see them performing locally. Next week, we'll have Cal Ray on the show. Looking forward to that. That's going to be really awesome. And coming up right now, we have Around Augusta with Chris. Hey guys, this is Chris, and welcome to Around Augusta segment. This is kind of where I talk about rumors going around Augusta, squashing them, confirming them, talking about new businesses coming to town, or even just hot news in the area. And so I've got three things to talk about today, so bear with me. The first one is, this is the most historic Masters Week we've ever had. It's in November. That's really cool. 2020 was not our year, but we're still getting Masters on the television. However... We all know how much Masters Week does help the economy of the city of Augusta. If you are able, go to local businesses this week, support them. They're still going to have cool things happening this week, live music. They're going to be having great food, different food. Check them out. Make sure you support local. We love local. Love Augusta. And number two, we've got a bakery coming downtown called Dolce Darlin. Now, she's been around for a while. I believe she's coming from Grovetown, but she has invested in downtown Augusta. She's invested in that pink house with a green, or sorry, with a yellow canopy that's over the sidewalk in the front. It's close to uh, Fox's Lair and the Gertrude 
Herbert Art Center. Listen, she makes incredible cupcakes. She makes incredible cookies. Super excited to have her in the downtown Augusta family. Shout out to Dolce Darling. Give her a little love on Instagram, Facebook. She's been doing Facebook Lives. My wife, Audrey, has been loving watching her every day. I'm seeing her mouth salivate for these cupcakes. So, guys, it's something to get excited for. Check her out. Dolce Darling. And lastly, there's a building to the left of the Miller Theater. So I want you to picture that real quick. To the left of the building, same building space. It's called the Leonard Building. Um, Currently, it is being renovated and renewed for restaurants, office space, and high-end suites. We will find out what that is exactly when we interview the investor in December. Super excited to hear about that. And the investor is someone that you may have already heard of because of a business that he has brought downtown recently, a restaurant recently. That's all I'm going to tell you. But guys, check up, check it out. These things that I've talked about, we've got Masters Week this week. We've got Dolce Darlin coming to town. And we've got the Leonard Building being renovated. And that's all I have for Around Augusta. Thanks, guys.